From Revenue Rhino, I'm Brad Hammond, and this is the Lifelong Customer Podcast. Welcome to the Lifelong Customer Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hammond, and today I have Tino from TurkNet Leadership Group. Tino, it's really nice to have you on. Hey, Brad. It's good, good to be here. Appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. I'm really excited for today's discussion. So, Tino, to kick us off, can you tell me a bit about yourself as well as your company and who you guys are and what you're doing? Yeah, yeah. I've been in the field a long time. When I say field, I'm using it in the broadest sense because I've run a park district, I've run YMCAs, I've run a technology organization. I've been involved as the CEO of a national health charity, and uh, now I'm running a leadership development company. So I really have a blast making all those changes and seeing if I could apply what I've learned in leadership to any industry. In fact, when I took the Technology Association of Georgia job back in the day, it was all about tech. And my son looked at me and said, Dad, how do you take that job? You can't even turn the computer on. I'm like, I can turn the computer on, son. He's giving me a hard time. But, you know, that was one that you surround yourself with really good people and, and it works. But, but I was learning on the fly, certainly in terms of the industry. I love that. So tell me about what you guys are up to. Who are your customers and what problems pay yeah. to solve all that stuff? Yeah, our theme is unleashing potential. And we work with people, teams, and companies. And it's a leadership development company. We're a boutique. So I like to say we're large enough to serve you and small enough to know you. And we work on really three key areas. One is uh, coaching. It could be any kind of coaching for people that have a blind spot coaching for high potentials. We're coaching some of the top CEOs in the country. Uh, in addition to that, we do work on the culture side, which is huge today. And those could be things like uh, a lot of companies do engagement surveys, satisfaction surveys, diversity, equity, and inclusion kinds of activities. And then the third area, third key area is learning and development. So anything in the leadership development space, we can train, teach. It could be anything from DISC, which a lot of your people would know, to Hogan, which is another assessment, to Lencioni, who wrote the five dysfunctions of a team, now has a new program out called Working Genius, and we have certifications in that. So anything in that space we do as well. We're local in Atlanta, but we serve people all around the world now. So you get this unique opportunity to work with a lot of organizations and, and work with their leadership teams. What are like the common things, maybe the, oh, this is a, a common pattern or whatnot. And, and what advice would you have for leaders out there uh, that, that you see these maybe broader trends? I love that question. And there's a lot of different ways I can answer that. First of all, from the standpoint of how I uh, have led, and I've certainly learned, uh, I know one of your questions later on was going to be like, uh, what would I tell my younger self? I've learned a lot over that time because first it was like, okay, this is the way we're going to be. And this is the way we're going to be for everyone. And not really figuring out that everybody's different. You really have to, to motivate people. You have to think about them differently. What's going to turn them on? And then also, if I was ever to write a book, one of my chapters would be, it's not my vision. And by that, in a lot of places I've worked, I always do these 90 meetings in 90 days because I'm really out there listening. And then I can come back and say, here's what our constituents are saying. So here's what people want. So I've applied some of those skills along with old adage, which get, what gets measured gets done. 
I think it still applies. So we always have operating plans, KPIs, performance standards tied to budget. It helps people to understand and be part of the idea of, okay, what's going to motivate the company? What are our most important things we do? Every Monday we have a stand-up meeting. We say, what are the three most important things you need to accomplish this week? So a lot of it's tied into measure and then listening, understanding the understanding the constituents and the potential uh, constituents. The other thing I would say is you always have to be on the forefront of anticipating what's next. So I'll give you one example here at TurkNet. We had really four major coaches that were all PhD psychologists when I arrived four years ago. I'm like, if we get more clients, we're going to be overwhelmed. We're not going to be able to serve them. So now I've added 30 more coaches over the four years. And so I was able to, as Wayne Gretzky has said many times, skate to where the puck is going to be, not where it is. So really anticipating. And that that works. So one client contacted us last year and they had 66 people around the world to coach. And if we had the four people as coaches, we wouldn't have been able to do that project. But I was able to use 15 coaches to make that project come and, and work well. And we got really good reviews. We use net promoter score. Some of your folks know that. And we're numbers at 80, which is top 1% for our industry. Let's talk about like building a solid team. How do you do that as a leader? And what are traits you look for in your uh, team or advice you give to others when they're building out their team? Yeah, and I think a lot of it goes to the personality of the person that's leading the team and what they really want to see. And today there's such a difference between just look at remote work. Some companies are saying, okay, everybody has to be in the office every day. And then others are like, we don't even have an office anymore and everything in between. So some of it's like the company, what we, what they do. So really figuring out what your thing is and then making sure that you don't hire people that are just like you. I think a lot of times entrepreneurs are quick to hire and they make, we've made, I've made certainly a lot of mistakes when you're rushing to hire and then you turn around and say, I don't really have the right people to do this role. In the old days, in fact, when I ran the Chicago YMCA, we used to say, we have to change the people or change the people. And I inherited a group that was like, I was the first person in a hundred year history of the Y, which became the largest in the world during my time to be outside of Chicago, be hired from outside of Illinois to run the Y. And the the people would say uh, that reported to me, this is the way it's done in Chicago. This is the way it's done in Chicago. The leadership brought me in to make changes. So in that case, we had to change a lot of the staff. I had 12 direct reports. And after a year, I think only one of them remained and wasn't something like I was proud of or not proud of. It was just something that had to be done. But I think today, if you say change the people or change the people, you might have to put a uh, asterisks on that and say, how do we as leaders change? Because the, the whole pyramid is flipped. And if you, if you, somebody comes in your office and say, and you say to them, which I've done before back in the day, Hey, I'm running the organization. You have to understand what I want. Now it's, what do you want? What do you need? And I think that's for the good, but a lot of us are in the baby boomer generation are, uh, still making that transition. <laughs> yeah, for sure. 
So, so let's move on to a different topic. So LinkedIn and content and podcasts and all this stuff. You're obviously very visible online on LinkedIn. You have a podcast, YouTube stuff going on. How did you decide to do that? And how does that impact your growth as an organization and what you're doing? Yeah, I think that's been, if you say whether the top five, it's definitely in the top five in terms of content building. I know you're involved with that area. People should be talking to you about this as well. But we, one of the things I'm doing is just, I've created this for what it's worth, little episode each week. And if your people are here first. So I'm doing my, it'll, it's already been filmed, but 200th episode. So for four years, once a week, I've been doing this and I'm going to take a pause at 200. Just take a break and uh, Tim Huff, who's my VP of leadership development, is going to take over some of the activities. But what I, what has happened here, which is great, is we've grown by 350% this point over four years. And a lot of it I attribute to getting the word out. Now, one of the things that we're great at is we had a 90% return rate. So we're not recurring revenue, but we're a reoccurring revenue. In other words, the people that used us, the companies used us in 2021, 90% came back and used us again in 2022, which is great, but it also creates a smaller potential. So we've been out there pushing search engine optimization, YouTube, and I feel if you get the plates spinning, I have about four, almost 15,000 in my LinkedIn uh, alone, and then we have another 15,000, some of them will overlap with, with the company. So if you start pushing it out, all of a sudden in the last two years, we get more inbound traffic. So, you know, we always ask people how they heard about us. Number one is referral. And then number two is we saw you, we Googled you and we wanted something in women in leadership and you guys were on the first page. And so we Googled you with that. So I think creating that content and we're doing white papers. We're now doing three case studies. Anything that positions us as an expert, people can come to our site, they can see what we're doing, they can listen to us. And then when they say, hey, we need something in leadership, hopefully they're going to think of us and we're competing against some of the, the big boys in the industry and we're boutique, smaller, but we want them to think of us as world-class, lots of coaches, 80, 80 in our net promoter score, that sort of thing. So we're building that up. And again, it's like spinning the plates and getting them all going and getting them going faster. And it's always worked for me throughout my career. I'm not going to stop now, but it's, it's a good, I think it's a good process, really important, particularly today where it's centered and everything uh, people do is more digital and going online, that sort of thing. What's one thing you wish you would have known when you first became a CEO that you know now? The one thing I wish that I had known when I started out as a CEO is that you can't put everybody in the same box that you're supervising. The main thing are challenges, I think, and I see this in a leadership development company, is always about people, right? The people you serve, the, the people that you that work for you. And in my early years, we had more of a standard way of thinking. And then what I realized is something that motivates one person turns off another person. What's the reason that they're in the job? And you think about the Z's and the millennials, they're definitely beating to a different drummer in terms of if you don't have a purpose beyond the financial bottom line, and if you don't give them opportunities for development, they, they may walk and do something else because those things are important to them. Absolutely. So related to that, 
if you could go back in time and give your younger self a piece of advice, what would that advice be? Sometimes I've outpaced my team. So I'm like out there saying, we're going to do this. And you, you know, you're in a race and you turn around and nobody's following you. They don't get it. You, you haven't cultivated the effort. Some of the big companies that work for the Arthritis Foundation, for example, where we had 55 chapters all over the country and I was a national CEO. There were a lot of things I saw that need to be changed. Uh, I didn't take the time to really cultivate those changes. So when we went to make them, we'd get chapters that would say, our board voted no to this. I'm like, what do you mean you voted no? It makes a lot of sense. It doesn't matter because I wasn't out there for a week talking to the people, making sure they understood it, listening to them. So it's really, you can be the best, smartest, fastest paced leader in the world. And if people aren't ready to follow you, then it doesn't work. The theme, uh, this is a little different, but culture eats strategy for breakfast. You can have a great strategy, but if you don't have the culture coming along, it's not going to work. Absolutely. As we wrap up here, do you have any advice, closing remarks, thoughts for like those in the space or any of your clients, customers, all that? For the customers, I would say, make sure you've done your homework in terms of looking at a leadership development company that you want to use. It's really an important decision. And there's a lot of companies out there that will hang their shingle up and they really haven't had the experience of being a leadership development company. Maybe they've left their job and then they say, I'm going to be a coach now. And some of them I'm sure are great, but it does give the, the industry sometimes a bad reputation that somebody will say, oh, I had a coach and it was a really terrible experience. And that's in part probably because the person that was looking for the coach didn't really do their homework in terms of, we have PhD psychologists, we have people that come out of the military, people with technology background, very diverse group of people. So it's really understanding, uh, make sure as a, a company or individual looking for a leadership development experience, whether it be coaching or training or culture work, that you really have done your homework. Absolutely. Great thought. So. Tino, it's been amazing to have you on. Thanks so much for joining the podcast, sharing all your insights and wisdom here. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Brad. Good job. And I look forward to seeing how this turns out. Absolutely.